Oh, is she awake? Yeah. I don't know. She Maybe. might be asleep. She, she might be tired. asleep. Bring her down. We can talk helter-skelter. <laughs> she loves that song. Yeah, that's funny. Her, her and her friend who were taking to Maine, uh, they heard it in the car with me one time, and they, you know, Quinn already liked that part where he yells about blisters on his fingers, so uh-huh. now every time, every time that comes on, they every time that Get friend together. is over, they request that song. Nice. So that they can yell. <laughs> so. I got blisters on my fingers. Nice. <laughs> Maybe. The funniest thing. <laughs> y- you guys should do the of course thing. You were pretty well in sync there. Um, <laughs> have. Okay, so I can just imagine this girl going home and telling her mom that they're listening to Helter Skelter at your house. Like, like if, if her mom doesn't know, like, it's a, you know what I mean? Does Quinn know, like, she the, doesn't know the connection? She doesn't know what the song's called, though. She doesn't know, no. And she doesn't even know what the song's called, I don't think. She well, they it. Sc- he screams it, like, 30 times. I can just see them running around, like, daycare or wherever they go. <laughs> Helter Skelter! <laughs> That'd be and great. her family, I think, only <laughs> listens to country, so they yeah. probably don't even know. Yeah. yeah. All right, little yeah. little Charles Manson on your hands. Good times. Yep. <laughs> probably. We're raising her right. That's right. That's, yep. Just got to teach right. her that he gave that song a bad name, not the other way around. That's right. Exactly. Okay, let's do this. Okay. I don't know why. Okay, I'm going to actually do the clap this time. Okay. Three, two, one. So, Jeremy, how you been? Uh, Pretty good. Daniel, how about you? Not bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm not alone this week, though. No? I have somebody next to me. Okay. And it... Yep. Who? <laughs> you. Oh. Yeah. My wife. Oh, okay. My wife. My wife. Uh, Hi, Coley. Oh God, we're making that joke. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? It's been too long. It's been far too long, I yes. I haven't talked to you in forever. I know. You have my number. You know where I'm at. Um, Thanks for being here. You always bring another <laughs> sure. level to the show that we just can't get with only Daniel on that side. So, thank you. That's true. In other words, an entertaining level to the yes, show. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, like we were telling Quinn that when when Mummy's on the show, she's the best part. So, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I yep. agree. She was asking why she was coming on the show. Ah. What, that was my answer. Well, it okay. Was. Yeah. So, she's, so then why isn't she just always on the show? She's the best part. <laughs> She doesn't have time for that. See, here's the thing. It wouldn't be as great. It's like a treat, right? That's like, exactly. Like People if, would get sick of her. If you get to eat dessert before dinner every single night, then it's just going to become the norm, and you're not going to think it's it's special. So Precisely. Yes. Yeah, I know what that means. I know how that is. Yeah. I know you do, <laughs> Ice Cream Boy. <laughs> Ice Cream Jones. Um, but why are you, why are you here, Coley? Why are you on the show? Um, because Dan forced me mm. to watch Succession, 
And then I got hooked. I see. So we are here to talk about the show Succession. Well, that sounds fun. Right. I too have fans. Or, or did I get the wrong memo? No, that's the main reason. <laughs> yeah. Why. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The other reason was um, Jeremy has a lot of experience with interventions, so hmm. we thought this might be a good opportunity to um, address your problem. Which one? There's a list. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> oh, that's going to take all night. I think that's longer than a podcast. Have you uh, seen, Jeremy, have you seen, speaking of inter- intervention, have you seen, um, who's that comedian that we watched a stand-up special about his intervention? Uh, John Mulaney. John Mulaney's Netflix special. Um, Newest one. I think I might have saw a clip. I don't think I saw the whole thing. You should watch it. Yeah, I thought it was really it entertaining. Yes. It was basically all about his intervention and drug rehab experience. Yeah, so, I, I, yeah. I, I know something about it, so I must have seen a clip. Um, <clears throat> Daniel, I've been on the receiving end of many interventions, but I haven't really given a whole lot, so I don't think I can well, help Coley out. Haven't, um, I guess it's just... Aren't you like a sponsor and all that jazz? Yeah, but that's different than an intervention. That's that's different than like. An but have you never had to do one as a sponsor, or is um, that not a role of a sponsor? So I don't know anything about any of that. So, I mean, like you're referring to AA Alcoholics Anonymous or any recovery sure. program for that that matter. Correct. Yes. So sponsorship isn't really an official part of any of those programs. Like as far as what we call the big book, like it doesn't ever say sponsor. But working with okay. others is. Um, people in recovery have kind of adopted the sponsor thing. I'm actually not a huge fan of the sponsor thing because I feel when somebody is new in recovery, they're kind of vulnerable and they mm. can just become very codependent very quickly. Um, so, you know, I think working with others is great, which, which I've done and I do. Um, but in my experience, so my first sponsor I ever had just personal story real quick, like in 2005 was great, but he was very traditional, very old school. And, um, it was a lot and most people wouldn't be able to accept that early on in recovery. I could, I guess, for whatever reason. But very, like, strict, if that makes sense. Like, right. I had lots of rules I had to follow, lots of homework. Um, I had to become very involved in the group. Couldn't ever mention the word drugs, like, ever. It was alcohol only, which is strange. Hmm. And that's why a lot of old-school AA people still are. The newer people don't seem to have those issues. Like, you can talk about both. Anyway... Right. No, but as like as a group, we don't, or at least we shouldn't, go up to people and like throw an, an intervention. Um, that's just right. not how it works. Okay, there is okay. what they call like twelve step, twelve step work or twelve stepping, and that is where you like might get a phone call from a family member and they'll ask you to meet with somebody. Um, but that's not like a true intervention where you gather around people and like you know tell them all right. this crap. Yeah. I guess it's a form of it, but it's not like you see on TV, right? It's not one of those types of interventions. Yeah. Yeah. 
That used to be one of my favorite shows. Yeah. It always made me and so look uncomfortable. look at what I do now. <laughs> <laughs> and look at what I do now for work. But, no, I've been a part of a few interventions, but not, like, formal, like, TV, like you said. It was sitting in the waiting room getting the person into detox and making sure yeah. they didn't leave. Like, yeah. that, the, did that more than once. So. Yeah. There's no, you're not going out for a cigarette. <laughs> you're staying right here. Yeah. So yeah. there's a fine line between um, intervention and ultimatum. So you kind of got to be yeah. careful and you kind of got to know what you're doing. And also understand mm-hmm. that you're going to have almost like a 0% success rate. Like really, it doesn't work very often. Even if people agree at, in the moment, most of the time, unless they're truly ready, then... It's not going to have a long-term impact. No, exactly. In my experience. See, this is so. This is what happens when I make a bad joke. The podcast becomes unfunny. We talk about serious shit like this. Oh, I can joke about because my alcoholism just fine, <laughs> Daniel. Don't don't you worry. Maybe, maybe it's just you. It's it is funny. just me. I'm not funny. I thought I you were asking a serious question. I didn't think you were making a joke. Jeez. <laughs> I think started with a Daniel, joke. we need to with a joke. intervene in you and your um, lack of sense yeah. of humor. We need to get you to a clown college yeah. or something. Jeez. Listen, I study the dad jokes subreddit every day. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah it's he thinks not he's changing. Jeremy, not he thinks he's funny enough to go on tour as a comedian. Oh, my gosh. He tells me, he tells me this <laughs> all the time. All the time, this is a conversation uh, about you, how funny he thinks he is. Are you going to be the new Matt, uh, Matt Reif, Daniel? <laughs> um, well, yeah, the attractive version. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like, there's different types of funny, right? Like, I don't think I could ever do stand-up comedy. I don't know. It's just weird. That That's more of a... Yeah. I'm not funny off the cuff. I'm funny, like, I can write funny. But can you deliver so a funny, just, Daniel? No. Absolutely not. But <laughs> See, a lot of stand-up comics have writers, right? Like SNL, most of those jokes are written by writers. Um, skit shows, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I know from listening to, to Fly on the Wall podcast that uh, like, like Dana Carvey and, and David Spade and a lot of those people write their own material, but a lot of comedians yeah. don't. Um, right. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think I think stand-up comedy would be incredibly difficult. I really do. So that's all I need to do is just become a writer for a comedian. Yeah. Well, then do it. Okay. So right, you're gonna what? Just take a bunch of jokes off Reddit and submit it to this comedian? Is that your plan? Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're gonna find like the most popular dad joke. You're gonna be like a real life AI. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, you were Johnny on the spot yesterday, though, when I needed a dad joke, and for some reason, Reddit was not working. I told and, you I would uh, be. I said, quick, I need a joke. Yeah, and you, I you delivered. right there with it. You did. Yeah. Can't remember That's what it was what now. Friends are yeah. for. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, nay. Naysayer. <laughs> naysayer. What do you what? call a pessimistic a horse? Naysayer. A naysayer. <laughs> Yes. Yep. I can't believe you haven't used any of that one up himself. He says any of the Last of Us ones. 
I did no, make that you'll on myself. have to send me some of them. I don't know any of them. Uh, let's see. Just start with the beginning. The best one, like, I sat up all night pondering where the sun went, and then it dawned on me. Like, just, right, right, right. I got a whole book of them, Daniel. I could just send that to you. <laughs> um, speaking of me not being entertaining, do you know I was on another podcast this week? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Thanks. Thanks. Uh-huh. How'd that go? Yeah. It was good. Uh, a podcast called Games My Mom Found, if anybody uh, is interested in a gaming podcast um they just talk about a different game every episode and it's supposed to be like you know the premise is their mom found it in a box in the attic or something that's and then funny you discuss it for an hour or so and then you decide at the end whether you think it's a game you would put in a box put back in the box keep on your shelf or keep in like a drawer. Okay. Like a drawer is like you like it, but not enough to display it. The shelf is you love it, and you display it, and then boxes you don't really like it very much. Well, that's an interesting rating um, system. Unique. I like it. Yeah. So we talked about Half Life, which is one of my favorite games. Yeah. So um, it was cool, and one of the other guests on the. Sh- on this episode is an she's a professor of something in Denver hmm. and she um, wrote a book on Goldeneye for Boss Fight Books. Two books actually. Goldeneye book and a Super Mario Bros. 3 book. Nice. But pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was fun. Yep. Speaking of games and mothers... Um, you sent me a link to that one episode we did a long time ago on our old show with Ben Hansen. Oh. <laughs> did yeah. you did you listen to that, Daniel? Yes, I did. I forgot about that little that that era where we had your mom come on the show for a while. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, Linda. Yep. Yeah. That was Yeah, funny. I the Reason I stopped doing that though was because I felt like it was maybe a little like I don't know. My mom's always the butt of the joke. Yeah. In my family. Yeah. And I guess I felt like I was really feeding into that and from an outside perspective maybe that it didn't really wasn't as funny as as I've always thought it was in my family. But at in, the same time my mom feeds your into mom it. feeds into she embraces it, and it. your mom is fully aware of it right and she and i had a conversation very early on where she <laughs> divulged that she plays a role yeah she plays purpose. it up yes yeah. sure so i just <clears throat> yeah she did good so on you can't on feel so show. bad when she does that you know she she's purposely doing yeah. these things yeah your mom's so. an adult, Daniel. Let her let her live her life. Some some of <laughs> some of us like self deprecating humor. Also, I find it <clears throat> fascinating that in a family that you're in, that there's somebody else that's the butt of all the jokes. Like I don't get that at all. <laughs> don't worry. 
Usually it's either my mom or or me. Okay, yeah. so you're your co-butts? Yeah. Okay. You know I like to tease Sometimes you. Sometimes my sister, but it's usually my mom or me. Yes. Okay. No, everybody likes to tease me, so that's the point. That's the point I'm trying to make here. Yeah. yeah. Yep. How do you think I won his family over? By teasing him in front of them. <laughs> That'll work every time. It works. <laughs> well, hey, we've so anywho. we've all got some pretty messed up families, but let me tell you, our family is nothing compared to the Roy family. My goodness. Right. The who? The Roy family, Daniel. <laughs> I'm just playing dumb. Ah. Who are the Roy family, Jeremy? Who had the Roy family? Well, Coley's who already mentioned they? she's she came on <laughs> to talk about succession, so Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I think we should do that. Yeah, yeah we should. Um, you notice how Jeremy had a nice smooth segue into it, and you just made a super <laughs> choppy. You just, just, I'm just gonna leave. I'm just gonna leave you two. Just enjoy yourselves. Talk about Succession. I'll be over in the corner. No, we would miss you. Go ahead. Also. I don't know how to run the computer, so there's you nothing. You don't have to do anything. You just watch the watch the waves. Anyway. anyway. So anywho, Succession. Yeah, we finished all four seasons. Yeah. Well, let's. Okay. You did too. Yeah. Let's first of all. So Succession is a show on HBO, right? Or right. Max, Max, whatever the fuck it's called now. Max. Yeah. God, stupid. Yeah, and. Yes, I think we've all finished at this point. There's four seasons. It does have a finale. Um, I like it's over. It's over. over. I watched the first episode like three times, and for whatever reason, that second episode, like where they're in the hospital, I don't know. I just couldn't get into that. So finally, yeah, I forced myself to get through that and um, continued watching the series, and I really found it entertaining. Daniel. I read an article that was like, yeah, you really have to <laughs> you really have to get past the sixth episode to really get into it. Okay. Wait till the sixth episode. Because the sixth episode is when um, we're just going to get into spoilers here, sure. folks. So if you haven't watched Succession and you care about spoilers then maybe stop listening. But if you you know, whatever. But I wish you guys had a way to talk about the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't ready for that. Yet. Oh, it's it way too early. Oh, it's too early. Well, I mean, okay. too late at this point. Really. <laughs> of course. Daniel, we don't. Of course, we never do it at the beginning. We always do it in the most random fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Of okay. course. Of course. We have we a podcast. Pod. Why do you wait what like three seconds? Doing? Why do you wait you like doing? two seconds, Daniel? We're supposed to do it immediately, like instantly. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I listened to the last episode, which, by the way, was one of my favorites of yours. Like, you two, just, I love your chemistry. But I really have to, I'm sorry, babe, but... Jeremy was on time, and you were the one that was late every time. Because <laughs> I was making sure he was on time. Okay, try again. Of course. Of course. 
We, we have, have a podcast. podcast. Hey, that was better. <laughs> that was better. I was way ahead of you. <laughs> you were way ahead. <laughs> were you? Is it? Is there a lag? Seriously, because... I think there's a lag. I feel I'm like telling you, last time, when I was editing the podcast, we were in sync when we thought we weren't in sync. So I'm, I'm thinking there's a lag. Why is it only during that time? Okay. <laughs> Listen, I want you to... Clap your hands loud enough so we can both hear it. And right after you clap, I want us to count to three. Okay. One, two, three. I didn't hear the clap. Okay. Weird. For God's sake. It's okay. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. Okay. Okay. I am going to count to three. And then I'm going to count back from three. When I count back from three, you count with me, okay? So you're going to go one, two, three, so I'm gonna say, three, two, one? Correct. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Three, three two, two, one. Yeah, there's, there's lag. <laughs> there's lag. Do it again. You were like two seconds. You were like a second and a half behind me. Three. One, two, three. Three, two, three, one. Two, one. Oh, you were on that time. Okay. Okay, we were on that time? That yeah. So I, yeah, I felt like I said it like a whole second before you. Interesting. Weird. We pretty much matched up. That's so weird. So, you know what? We may have yeah. to we may have to scrap the synchronization. <laughs> Kyle, I'm sorry, buddy. We tried. We tried to, to do your idea. It's just not fucking working, dude. So it's not your fault. It does not work. It's not your fault. Over Discord. It's not going to be held against you on your annual review, but it's not working, so we're scrapping it. So anyway. So anyway. Are you going to do your intro music? Boke, you just give your side eye. Did he? Yes, he was like, um, can you not? Yeah, well... So anyway, so yes, I, I that that sixth episode is the one where um, Kendall like yeah, it's the board meeting vote where Kendall votes no confidence or whatever. Oh, okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that is where it really gets exciting. But we had watched the first episode a long time ago. Yeah, and couldn't get past it. Well, I did. But and it took me a few tries. Right. Yeah. And then you were home recovering from your surgery and watched it. And then you said, right. I got past the sixth episode and it's really good. Well, I got past. Eventually, I got like what, you were one like and a half seasons in. No, no. two and a half seasons right. in. Right. Yeah. And then you started and over uh, to watch it with Coley? Yeah. 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 Nice. So. All right. Well. Yeah. So what did you think of the series overall, Jeremy? Um, I was entertained by it. I liked it. I felt icky about it. But that's nothing to do with, like, just the whole, like, ugh, God, I didn't like any of those characters, right? Like All the no. cum swallowing? If, if there could have been any time where, like, a meteor would have destroyed the Earth and nobody could survive, it would have been after watching that show. <laughs> um, everybody there was just so insufferable. 
to the point where you yeah. start like making excuses for the less insufferable people because you desperately want to <laughs> cheer for somebody like as a form of a human, right? Like, yep. it's bizarre. Like, I've, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I've, I found myself like kind of at the end actually rooting for Kendall, even though like, really? Like, why? Right. Um, right. Because, thinking, well, Kendall's the only competent one of the three. But is he? No. I don't I mean, know. I guess because he'd been through some shit, right? Like, I've had a little bit of compassion yeah. for him, but I shouldn't have. Like, there was zero reason for me yeah. to have compassion for this asshole. I don't know. I would go back and forth. Like, I've been thinking about this since the show ended, and, like, Roman probably was the least terrible out of all of them, but he didn't come across that way. Like, he didn't really... Right. I don't know. What are your thoughts on the entire no, You had series? said that, too, though. You had said Roman... I had told you when we started watching, yeah. I was like, yeah, Roman's probably my favorite. That was two and a half seasons, and I was like, he's my favorite so far. Just because I found him to be the most relatable, because he was like, he made enough jokes at the their expense that like it seemed like he could um, step back from it and see the absurdity of their family and just how awful they were so i could relate to that yeah i would agree with that yeah you know um but then i don't know he took he took a bit of a turn after pretty much after the after sending the dick pic to his dad (laughs) (laughs) yeah no the guy had some issues became worse yeah yeah. I mean, he was worse, but he was kind of, I don't know, all talk. like, And you could see that when he would get in those situations, like in the board meeting, when he would have to like make a decision. He was not comfortable being, like, I no. don't know. He wasn't ruthless, if that makes sense. And that's right. okay. Um, what about you, Coley? Like, when the series was over, yeah. how did you feel? Did you feel satisfied? So, I felt satisfied. I was... It was the only time I liked Shiv was in that finale when she voted to sell. Okay. The only time I was like, oh, she actually did the right thing for this family and company, in my opinion. Like, they just all needed to not be doing anything with Waystar Royco anymore. Um, But I have to say, it, like, wormed its way into my brain, this show, and I started having dreams about it, and... Logan Roy was in my dreams. Wow. And yelling at me. Really? <laughs> yes. Um, they it definitely it was something that would just stick with me throughout like the day. And we really didn't do anything but just binge watch it to get through the four seasons. So Yep. But every single person on there is just the worst person. Like they keep just getting worse. Like they're you think You've met one really bad character, and then the next one comes, and they're just as bad. They're so. not serious people. Not they're serious not? People. Serious? Logan says that, too. That they're not serious yeah. people? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Logan says that to them. Yeah, I know. Like, the last thing he says to them. They're not serious people, because they're not... You're not serious people! Doing he what he wants. Yes. Right. Yes. Um... um Okay, so what are... The first episode... 
hold on. I'm waiting. You wouldn't talk, so I started talking. Jesus, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) The first episode, um, you kind of relate to Greg a little bit because he's not super rich. But also, like, as the show goes on, you do find out that, like, Greg is still kind of a trust fund baby. <laughs> like he's he's got plenty of people, yeah. you know, in his life who have money, and he's not really at a want for things. But um, but he he does seem more normal, not uber rich. And then as the show goes on, so he's like the audience surrogate, right? And then as the show goes on, the sh- they just make him out to just be just as bad. And I guess what's... I, I like that. I like that Greg exists in the show because it. I think the point they're trying to make... Maybe it's a little cynical, but the point they're trying to make is for enough money, anybody will throw away their values. Yeah. Um... Definitely, and I don't think I don't. You know, I, we could debate if that's an accurate um, portrayal of humanity, but um, I think that's it's it's good to see that side also because there's a lot of characters in the show who aren't at the top, but will just do anything they need to to claw just one rung higher. Jerry, you know? Carl, Frank. Exactly. Jerry, Carl, Frank, exactly. All mm-hmm. those guys. All the bore-on-the-floor people. Yeah, they're all just know? stabbing each other in the back, like, constantly. I think... Right. I think with Greg, like, I think that, that what it's showing is that, you know, power and money can, can yeah, can definitely corrupt <clears throat> people and change who they are. But, um... You know, it's interesting. You, t- you think about, like, uh, Greg's grandpa. And he wasn't that way, even though he had lots of money and he was on the board. Right. And I always... I felt the difference that the show was subtly trying to say was, like, he... The the grandpa, Eowyn... Was that his name? What was... No, Eowyn. Jesus, that's Lord of the Rings. Whatever his fucking name was. You, <laughs> Ewan. Ewan, Ewan. Yeah. <laughs> like... He separated himself from the company, from the politics of it, from the, the, the backstabbing of it. And he seemed to be a pretty peaceful, happy dude. All these people that are, you know, playing this modern day Game of Thrones, so to speak, they just, oh my God, their lives are complete shit shows. And things that would like embarrass the hell out of 99% of us, like sending dick pics to your much older dad's lawyer, whatever, or your dad's much older lawyer and like, Everybody knows about it, and everybody knows that you jack off to her voice, and like it doesn't even phase you, because that's like one of the least worst things you do. I I wonder, like I will never be in that corporate world, but it, gosh, I I have to wonder if it portrayed it any what somewhat remotely accurate. It's terrifying. Yeah, I wonder too. Like I, you know, I think it's embellished but then again I, I don't know I was talking about those birds yeah remember when I was telling you about those birds they ate on that one episode uh-huh. I mean that's 
that's a thing that I didn't know people did in that in that rung of society, and that's a real thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, so, who knows what kind of shit they get up to yeah. on their private jets and private yachts and in their boardrooms and shit. I don't know. I don't know. It's got to be crazy, yeah. though. But and yeah. and I loved how they portrayed. Um, was the the other family that ran like the, the NBC equivalent, right? The Pierces, Pierces, yeah. mm-hmm. and just just showing that even even if they're politically left leaning, it doesn't make them any better. <laughs> you know, they were just they were still just as insufferable. Yeah, I didn't really feel like this was necessarily making a political statement one way or the other. It was more of a. Uh, excessively rich corporate America type right type campaign which you know right exactly it was it was yeah that's what I mean is that they were just skewering everybody yeah yeah Um, because I think at that level I guess I will never know really they're just two sides to the same coin you kind of saw that with Shiv how you know she she was in that family but like she didn't really seem to fight too terribly hard for what she quote unquote believed in on on um her political beliefs like it, it came up a couple times but it wasn't like she was really that adamant about it it was more of a business deal and and ultimately we saw her like really she just wanted the power too like at the end of the day that's all she wanted i don't think she actually knew who she was except for she just wanted to i think the only thing she knew concretely about herself is that she wanted the power and she wanted her dad to accept her yeah and that those both came Other from than the that, she had no clue who she was I think both those things came from the same conversation when her dad told her he was going to give her the power. Like, that completely changed her. I don't know yep. that she wanted it or cared before then. But in her mind, it became that's what had to happen for her dad to accept her. And then when he, like, started drifting away from that, it was more of a rejection. So, yeah, I think the writing in the show and the characters are, like, highly complex. There's a lot that goes into it. And I'm kind of like Coley. I would spend a lot of time thinking about it after watching the episodes, too. So, good job to them. Um, <laughs> and I still don't even really know how I feel, right? It's... Yeah. 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 I thought that the second to last episode... Um, the, oh, that was your favorite. The funeral was yeah. excellent. I just really enjoyed it. I'm a big monologue fan, so I enjoyed the speeches, especially Romans, um, at the funeral. That was a joke. Another joke. Ah, man, I'm so funny. You are um, hilarious. So. <laughs> you thinking you're funny is the funniest part of you. So. <laughs> no, but I really enjoyed the dichotomy of um, you and... And Kendall's speeches and just how they both kind of presented the two different um, outlooks on the family and Logan. Yeah. Yeah. It was was just interesting. It was. I think, I don't know. um, You know, Ewan, as much as he despised his brother... 
Like, he even made a comment one time, he's still my brother. When right. I was, I don't know, when Kendall or somebody was trying to, was plotting to, to get to get Logan, I think it was probably the vote of no confidence. And he was trying yeah. to talk him into voting his way. And, um, yeah, you saw that in his part of the speech at the eulogy where he made, he, he didn't mince words as far as how he felt about what he did, but he was also pretty kind and polite about it somehow. Um, I didn't love the funeral episode though. And I can't really remember why. Maybe it was just too slow. It was pretty slow. I'm not a huge fan of monologue, so I don't really remember much that was said because I just tuned it out. I like faster conversations. Yeah. No, we're just different. You love a monologue. Like that is, that is your bread and butter right there. You love it. And you, it's the only time you put your phone down and actually pay attention to that's, what we're watching is when monologues happen. <laughs> that's why you could never be a supervillain, Daniel, because you would monologue too long and you would always they would, <laughs> your plan would go to shit. And the world would blow up behind you in your monologue. <laughs> be like, wait, I'm not finished. I'm, I'm not, not done. finished. I have another joke. <laughs> um, I believe that's happened in our house. I'm not finished. Telling you what I want to tell you. It's happened on this very podcast. I'm sure it has. I mean, this episode. <laughs> it's going to happen again, most likely. <laughs> it's going to happen again. See, you got to speed things up, Daniel. you got to get in when you can. Uh, how, so, I have, um, noticing, like, if I binge shows lately, I feel like, and I feel like this is true for succession and I can give probably one other example, but um, I feel like every season was almost the same with slightly different components. Like, like the, the um, I'm sure there's a yeah. word for this, Daniel, and you can correct me, but like just the way it starts out and then there's the middle and like, they're all trying to achieve this one thing. And yeah, I have, they go through these steps to get there. In this case, it was, Geez, what was the first season? It was the um, vote of no confidence, right? So they have this big work up to that climactic ending, and then nothing happens. And then I don't know if it was it the second season that was the cruises or whatever. Like it just had each season had like yeah. its own thing that nothing ever came of. And the second season was the acquisition of the. The Pierce, the Pierce yes family yeah network. and then yeah. that didn't work and then and cruises and the third season. and then yeah. and then Matson um and it seems like those things just like went away like it was this huge deal all this negotiating and fighting to get there and then just suddenly it was like oh okay and um I thought the cruises thing was interesting for sure because they spent a lot of time talking about people going to prison and all this horrible stuff and then just one day Jerry pops out and she's like, Oh, we're going to pay a fine. It's all good. And like, (laughs) it was like, nobody cares about the fucking molester that was on the cruise lines. Like Shiv, where were you when you were advocating for that victim? Like saying you were going to lead the way. Like, I didn't know if they did that just to move on from like the, to the next plot. Or if that's just kind of how they were conveying, that's just how that works. in that sort of situation, like, I think it was both. I think it accomplished both for them. It allowed them to just move on from that that whole storyline mm-hmm. and also allowed them to make a point about 
how but you can pay off yeah when you're in trouble. money yeah. solves all problems and they can just yeah walk away with a little slap on the wrist yeah and it depends on who yeah who you know politically as well like yeah the raisin but also like i'm glad that they didn't send tom to jail because i hate when characters go to jail in in shows what it's so boring okay i don't need to see scenes where people are visiting their husband in jail or or anything like that. Well, she would have never visited him in jail. No, so. she wouldn't have. But I hate stuff like that. Yeah. Like I I can't stand jail storylines and She was show. like rooting. She's like, "Please go to jail." I know. She was. Please. Yeah. Please, this is my out. I'm glad Tom didn't <laughs> go to jail either. <clears throat> but I <clears throat> like of all the people involved in that, like he kind of had the least amount of responsibility, right? I mean, probably Greg but slightly did, less. But he, he did have the most involvement in covering it up, though. Well, only in that but it was moment. Already covered up. Yeah, he inherited it from yeah. the guy who retired. And so, right. I had said to you when we were watching it, I can't think of that guy's name. Bob Mo Lester. No, the Jammer Bob. The, yeah. Oh, right, right. The, the, the guy, guy that him, yeah. Tom took over for. Yeah. Where is he? Where's his culpability in this? Like he was the one who hit it in the first place, and Tom inherited that yeah. problem. Well, and somebody hit it before Tom him. Do the, Logan knew right, about it, like, right? Like Tom didn't do the right thing by making Greg on Thanksgiving like destroy papers. <clears throat> like that's where you know, right? But the in- Tom didn't hide it in the first place. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like by the, he just kind of inherited it. Like as what's his name was right. retiring, walking out the door, he's like, here, by the way. Um, By the way, huge but, problem. But yeah, like that, like, it was, I think it was a deposition or whatever when that attorney was grilling whoever, and she was talking about the emails and how this guy's name was Lester, and everybody called him Mo, and but nobody knew what was going on, right? Like, everybody knew. Yeah. Right. 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 I mean, all the executives knew anyway. Yeah. Um. And the other one, like, the kid, you know, the, the waiter at the party, mm. like, they kept going back to that, and I, like, parted, this is, okay, the, this, this is what I was hoping would happen. I was hoping, somewhere in one of his moments of reflection, that Kendall would actually, like, confess. So, remember when he was supposed to go up and give that speech and confess to the being the one like responsible for the cruises thing and he was going to go to jail. Yep. Right. Like I was kind of expecting him to, to do what he did as far as turning around on his dad. But then I kind of thought maybe he would confess his own sins. And of course there's some hope after all. Eh, no, <laughs> that poor kid. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm still even torn on that. Like he did go like, I don't know. Like, what would Kendall have gotten in trouble for? Being there? Driving, I guess? I don't know. I mean, he was driving. <clears throat> he was driving. And I guess not reporting it, right? Like, Yeah. But that's... he also did, like, I mean, he did go back down and try to get him. So not that that's enough, right? Like, he didn't call anybody when they still had maybe some chance. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's Everything in the show is conflicting. That's trying, what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, probably driving intoxicated. Yeah. 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 But <clears throat> but the other guy grabbed yeah. the steering wheel. But then how do you prove that? I don't know. Right. I don't know, man. Right. 
Um, but I know you mentioned it in the um, last episode with Dan about you know Kendall having you know an addiction issue, and then all of a sudden it's just gone. Yeah, and then it's just gone. Like it's it's just yeah. gone. And then like Tom didn't have one, but all of a sudden at the end, he's doing coke, and Greg's his dealer. Yeah. Like, but Kendall's not doing anything anymore. Right. <laughs> like, it was, like, his big birth, his 40th birthday party. Like, I don't think we even saw him do anything, but you knew he was on stuff. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's just, like, it's not ever brought up for Kendall again. Right. Yeah, it was weird. It was, like, it was it's just like implied. <laughs> yeah. They made such a big focus out of it, and then suddenly, like, they didn't really say one or the other. It's not like they showed him going to N.A. or anything. Right. Yeah. And you're right about how the seasons sort of all follow this a similar arc. Like, because mm-hmm. even Kendall basically plays the same role in every season. <laughs> yeah. Like, every season he pulls the rug out from under his dad. Yeah, exactly. At some point. He schemes and scams and tries to maneuver his way and then... Pulls a rug out, it look, right. and it looks like he's going to be successful, and then it gets pulled out from under him at the last second. And then like it gets every back single... in the good graces again, and then yeah. does the same thing again. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I remember saying to Dan, you know, does Kendall ever smile? And then he did, and I was like, oh, maybe don't do that again. <laughs> like, he, he's so serious that seeing him smile, like, very much threw me off. So when Shiv agreed it was not, to... It was uncomfortable. In the last episode, when Shiv agreed to vote with them, right, and he smiled. Yeah, yeah. He's. And I was like, oh, he can smile, but oh, like that just freaked me out because he didn't for four seasons at all. Apparently, right. Yeah, apparently Jeremy Strong, who plays him, is a method actor, so he's very he he acts like Kendall. On set, even when he's not on camera. And I guess everybody on set hates him. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Really? Like, everybody in the cast hated it. Yeah, they hated him for it. I couldn't tell when he was... Kendall's an ass. I couldn't tell when he was doing, like, emotional scenes if he was a really good actor or a really bad actor. Which probably means he's a good actor. I don't know. Like, when he opened up to um, Shiv and, and... uh, Roman about the kid, you know, like the crying was just, it seemed really super fake. Um, yeah. Anytime he had to give a hug or anything like that, but I wasn't sure if like, that's like he was acting like his personality type would just be bad at that stuff. Or if he was just not good at doing those kinds of scenes. I still don't know. Yeah. I don't know, (laughs) but he was, I'm not a good judge of actors. Me neither. Not an actor. He was nominated for an Emmy, so I feel like everybody on HBO was yeah. nominated for an Emmy today. I know. You like you had like Last of Us had like five, six acting uh, Emmy nominations. Acting? Yeah, they had tw- twenty four altogether, and twenty four nominations. Yeah. I mean, Vanderpump Rules also got nominated for an Emmy, so yeah, there's that. <laughs> what about like the reunion? Uh, We watched another show. Okay. Coley and I did. Okay. Oh, can I just say something about Shiv first? Yeah, sure. Yeah, are we done with succession? Yeah, I guess maybe. I have have a theory on Shiv and the pregnancy. Yeah. And I told this to Dan, 
I don't think it's Tom's baby. I think that she tolerated him and had sex with him again because she was already pregnant and wanted, you know, it was not going to look good if it wasn't Tom's. So I think it's somebody else's baby. It could be. Because it was a very weird. Like, they hated each other, and then all of a sudden she turns on all this charm, and she's like, no, I want to be with you, you know, like, you know, right. and sending him, like, you know, like, sexting him and all that stuff, and then she sort of got what she wanted, and then she was like, nope, hate you again. Like, get out right. of my life. So, my theory. Yeah, I think that's probably the, But then the they they baby. rode off in the sunset together, happily holding hands. Yeah, but I think it's a marriage of convenience. Tom got what he wanted. He's now the CEO of right. the company. Mm-hmm. And Shiv, by default, still gets the power because she's married to the CEO. Yeah, no, it's definitely a yeah. So marriage of I don't think they definitely. like each other. No, you could tell by the way that they just barely touched hands. <clears throat> I mean, I wouldn't like Shiv either. But I, I don't know that they ever really liked each other. I think it was always a marriage of... Well, yeah. Being able to help each other get to where you want to go. Yeah, definitely. Like, Tom is an interesting character. Like, I hated Tom the first episode. Mm, Hated him. Who didn't? And I think by the end, I probably disliked him the least, if I'm saying that right. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I remember, like, early on when he proposed to Shiv, like, he mentioned, he's like, we can even be untraditional and I'll take your last name. Like, he was trying to position himself to, A, kiss up to her dad and get into a position to be of power. I feel like over the series, um, that wasn't untrue, but I felt like we did see a more kind of human side of him off and on. Um, But yeah, he definitely wanted the power. I think we also saw that. I don't even... I mean, it would be interesting if they did... A fifth season, right? And that wasn't the finale to see Tom in power because I don't think he has what it takes to run no. anything. Like, no. he just was riding on the coattails of the the three siblings and sort of just, like, there. Yeah. And well, so and now he actually has to, like... He's not going to be running shit. But, yeah, Lu- he, Lucas... He's just a figurehead. Yeah, the no, dude but told just, him. You know what I mean? Like, he he does not have it in him to... No. No. To run anything. No. No. So. Yeah. I mean, he ran the network, but... But did he? Because yeah, that, uh, that exactly. woman... He had Sid, yeah. What was her... Sid yeah. ran that. Right. He didn't. So... Um, and he had did, Greg's. Did, did Shiv <laughs> take his last name? Because no. she's no. never she's referred to Roy. as Roy. Siobhan Wamsgams. No. She, right. she stayed a Roy. Yeah. She was never going to not be a Roy. No. Yeah. So... And then you have Connor and his weird run for president that was like the oddest storyline that was and his wife who she like she was a prostitute but she and a playwright becomes like this elegant i don't know she just the the money fit her very well by the end there yeah like but it's it's Right? It's parallel to Greg, right? It's yeah. the other person that came in yes. that didn't have the same wealth, didn't grow up the same way, that by the end, the money had influence and they had changed their person and who they were yeah. to fit into a world that they hadn't come from. Right. I mean, her hair was great. Like, she had the best hair. 
of the entire every all the cast members but we were talking about just even her clothes like in the beginning she was sort of like a you know a little bit hippie-ish flowy things and then he's running for president and now she's wearing jackie o-esque clothes you know just she totally yeah changed to fit the narrative that was needed yes but also she kind of becomes the most supportive spouse in the whole series yeah and her Series full of shitty people. I guess I kind of forgot about mm-hmm. her. She's probably the least shitty out of all the, the right. supporting cast, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, because I guess like she didn't even agree to marry for money right away. She had to think about it a few times. Right. Um, and then you have Marsha. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like, whatever happened? Yeah. What happened to Marsha? <laughs> like, she was just... Suddenly she was Carrie. gone. I know, but, like, at the beginning... The very first episode when Logan brings the trust into the office and then gets all the kids there, right. like like Marsha's a huge deal for right. for two and a half seasons or however long it was. And then just suddenly like she has no screen time, she's hardly ever brought up. And did did she ever had, get her he, seat on the board, like he was saying? Well she she wasn't at any of the meetings. No, she wasn't there at the right. end so, of the board yeah, meeting. That never happened. But he started having that affair with Carrie. With Carrie. Yeah. And then all in that there was that line, I can't remember who said it, that, you know, they said, Where's Marsha? And they said, Oh, she's shopping forever. Yeah. Like she's in Italy shopping forever. <laughs> but or I in Monaco or something like that. I think what I'm the part I guess what I'm trying to say is like she would stand up to the family. She like was mm-hmm. a presence, right? She right. wasn't gonna be put in a corner. And then she just suddenly was. But I th- I think Logan depended on her, and I think they were a partnership for until. But then Carrie just took over and changed everything, and and Marsha wasn't a priority to him anymore. He just threw her out. So because initially Marsha was like, didn't she kind of have a? She was just like, I know he's gonna fuck around, but I'm still still here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but. Then that changed somewhere along. The That's lines. what I mean. Like her, her attitude. She became. It felt like she became meek. Like we didn't actually see it. Yeah. It was just right. in the background where she was pretty strong and and. Um, I think sometimes there's agreements, where, like I know that you're gonna mess around on me, but as long as it doesn't become emotional and it's a physical thing, like I'll handle it more. But the Carrie thing became emotional, and he. He, Reli- started he relied on, on Carrie instead yeah. of Marsha. Right. And yeah. Marsha was very just heartbroken by that because that's a difference. There's right. an emotional affair and a physical affair. And she was like, you can have the physical affairs, but once it becomes emotional, I'm not, you know. Because right. she said to him, you have hurt me. Like, you, you know. And she said to somebody else, like, he really hurt me. Yeah. Who she said it to. That's true. Yeah. But she was also not going to go anywhere because who's going to give up that lifestyle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she's just going to separate and live in a different house. Yeah, I was. I liked in in the funeral when the ex wives all got together. Yeah, that was. Oh, that was and the and the, and the ex wife went to the older mistress that we had heard the yeah. name a couple times, and she said to Marsha, "This is my Carrie." Yeah. Right. That was pretty funny. Yeah. And they were all sitting together, like, yeah. gabbing and <laughs> looking right. at no big deal. I was expecting Carrie to announce she was pregnant somewhere in that last season. And mm, uh, yeah. Yep. You did, too. You mentioned that. I did, too, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But just seeing how devastated she was when he died. 
died and at the funeral and everything like that. Yeah, no, she was. But was she devastated because she loved him or was she devastated because she lost her chance at that life? Exactly, because she wasn't in the will yet. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like she may have actually loved him. And there was, remember there was a scene at the end. They found like a video and it was like a dinner party. Was that in the funeral? Yeah. And she was there next to him, like, and tenderly had her arm on him and then put her head on his shoulder. And I don't think that was a money play. I think that was, like, truly, like, caring for Logan and loving him. Well, I I guess I want to believe that. That would be nice. Ew, but that would be nice. (laughs) (laughs) I know, gross. Ew. Yucca. Um... Did you did you yeah, ever right. for a moment think on the airplane <clears throat> when he died that he didn't actually die? Was it going to be like season one again? No. no, no. Man, I felt that the whole time. I'm like, uh, what? They're going to land? And He's just going to pop up like? Well, no. Like they're going to going to land and like a doctor's going to come up and be like, he's not oh, having he's a right. heart attack. He's just choking on this hot dog and turn into like <laughs> Moonlight Graham and and give him the Heimlich maneuver and he was going to survive or something. Moonlight like Graham. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, that whole thing, though, I was like, they're not. That's not how you do the Heimlich. Like, I mean, not the Heimlich. Chest compressions. Yeah, even I knew I was that. Like, that's not how you do chest compressions. But okay. Yeah. Is that a rule though, where you have to do it for thirty minutes before you can stop? No. <laughs> yeah, I felt like that was kind of no. overkill. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do, like, two rounds and check for a pulse, you know? I mean, yeah, can probably go, like, a couple rounds. Right. But you're not going to go, like, 30 minutes straight without switching somebody off. And, yeah. You know. So, yeah, it kind of made no sense, but. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, good anyway. show. Good show. I'm yeah. glad yeah, I watched it. Was it was a very show. good show. It was a good show. We were sort of lost for, like, a night trying to figure out what we were going to watch <laughs> Next. Right, which is how we ended up watching The Idol. Yes. Oh, did you switch to The Idol? Okay, how is that? Yeah. Non-American Idol. No, no, no. The nah. Idol. No, no. Um, it's got The weekend in it, right? Or Weekend, however the yes. hell you say that. Yeah, The, the weekend. Abel Tesfaye, or whatever, however you pronounce his last name. Um, I just pronounce it End. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so explain that show, babe, because you started watching it before me. Um, so there is this pop princess. She um, was they they insinuate that she was like a child. Like star. she was a child star. She was in like Disney you know almost Channel like a kind of thing, Mickey Mouse Club type thing okay. right. with one of her friends. And her mom was like a stage mom and overbearing. And then in the past year, her mom passed away from cancer. And she sort of had a breakdown after she passed away. And now her team is trying to bring her back, um, you know, and have a hit and go on tour. Because they had had this huge tour planned and the mom passed away. And so they had to back out and lost a ton of money. So they're trying to sort of recoup and restart her career. Well, she had a mental breakdown. Yes. After her mom died, yep. and they had they it was a five billion dollar loss because they had to cancel the tour. Wow, um, that seems rather large. And now it so it starts with them doing 
choreography for a new song, new single, new yeah. video, and and like a photo shoot, and she's just um, overwhelmed. Just yeah. she has all these people around her trying to tell her, you know, what to do, how to do, how to do what she needs to do, and you can tell that they're all just she's just the cash cow, yeah. and and they. They they all seem like pretty terrible people. So it is mm-hmm. kind of initially you do kind of root for their demise, right? Too when when shit starts to go down. So she meets the weekend, and uh, he doesn't. He plays some guy. What's his name? Tetros. Tedros. Tedros. Um, Tedros Tedros is actually his name. Okay, whatever. <laughs> it's the dumbest name. Tedros Tedros. And Tedros Tedros. Okay. And. She meets him at a, at a club. club. His um, club. He has a yeah, club. Yeah, a club he owns, apparently. And then you find out he, he like, moves in with her pretty quickly um, and brings this whole menagerie of people with him. You find out that he's been a scammer. He, like, a scammed his trafficker. way into this club. He um, runs what is essentially a cult of all these people that follow him and they're all super talented kind of like musicians musicians and you know potential pop stars in their own right um and he does have a good ear for for talent um but he's got this messiah complex um and he turns her uh into a follower and she starts to just like completely change and forsake all the other people around her um, and change her sound and change who changes she is and, yeah how she and makes music it's and, a very um masochistic <clears throat> relationship yes so. you, you see her boobs a lot <laughs> okay you do see her boobs a lot yeah but he's very like the other people that have i guess for lack of better words follow him will say he has unorthodox ways to break you but if you don't break like you're not going to be your best right like he's just breaking these people down to nothing um and tortures them so that they just have full faith in him and only do what he says that's yeah yeah, that's sickening and so he sort of he did it with her and um but yeah yeah, so she's played by lily rose depp who's johnny uh, johnny depp's daughter okay so. Yeah, I thought she was good. Thought he was hmm. not. No, he's not a good actor. Um, that lots of people are saying that. Yeah. <laughs> that he's just, yeah. Um, and I guess the tensions on the set were so bad that there was supposed to be a sixth episode, and they rewrote the fifth to be the ending to just get the show done and over with. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they recorded like a fifteen-minute ending. They yeah. somehow spliced a, an ending in yeah. there, um, just to be like, "This is how it ends." But that's definitely not how. It, there, it did feel rushed. Like there was definitely supposed to be a sixth episode. Yeah, and I guess they had planned on a season two, and they thought it was going to be a big hit. And uh, I don't know. I guess it has not been a big hit for HBO, for Max. Sorry. Yeah. 
And now I don't think there's going to be a season two. No, there's two. no season two. Yeah. yeah, I thought about watching it, but I just don't like The weekend. if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. No, he's super that. creepy in this. And <clears throat> yeah, so. Not a, not a good actor. But you sort of get, like, sucked in. And, like, the song that she's trying to, like, launch her career with is just the worst lyrics ever. It's the worst lyrics. It's the worst lyrics. My God. But the song is catchy. super catchy and it just gets stuck in your head but just the worst lyrics like hmm. if you want to be with me you better have a bank account yeah, <laughs> like, I just, see. just that sort of like, um, like, there's you know. other lines I can't <coughs> think of them but they're pretty bad so I don't know It's yeah. I still kind of enjoyed it though you like all the admit. boobs <laughs> no I just didn't I thought it was I thought it was interesting I do I sort of wish it was just all about her being a pop star and all the pressures of that. Mm-hmm. And and maybe they stuck within that lane instead of making it about this friggin' cult. Like, I just wish it was more just about all the pressure she was under as a pop star and... and and dealing with that and the drama around that rather than bringing in the whole weekend scenario yeah no i can see i mean they totally could have built something just on that um you know and lots of people i think have not liked it because i've seen posts where the reason why for a lot of people is um you know there's definitely sex scenes that are not loving (laughs) trying to be nice uh, but anyway they almost seem not consensual right so yeah. there there's this whole push saying that the show glorifies like rape porn hmm. um from the directors of, of game of thrones yeah so, right um you know a lot of people are that's why they don't didn't yeah like it so yeah. i don't know so anyway, i mean it's interesting yeah. so yeah do you guys? Yeah, I mean, we but we watched every episode, so I don't know what that says. Yeah, it says boobs, Daniel. That's what that it says, says. Boobs. Yeah. <laughs> it's, she barely had like even when she was clothed, she didn't have clothes on. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, maybe I'll check it out then. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. But we started to watch the second season of The Bear. Yeah, I gotta yeah, start we'll that. Two episodes. Okay. Well, maybe I'll have to do that so we can discuss that sometime. Right. Do you guys have any fun trips planned for the rest of the summer? I'm going to Maine. Okay. Going to Booth Bay. We always go to Maine. Yeah. So we'll go there for a week. Yeah, it'll be fun. We're we're supposed to be taking Quinn's friend, the Helter Skelter girl. Cool. <laughs> but um, but we don't know. Like we haven't heard. Definitively. Definitively, if we're taking her, um, but we're seeing them not this weekend, next, next weekend, weekend, right? Yep. So for her birthday party, so we'll see for sure, I guess. Yeah, Quinn's gonna be devastated if her parents say no. Yeah, but there's the potential that they might say no. Why would they say no? Because it's five hours away. It's a no. long. If ago. the roles were if reversed, she's... would you allow Quinn? Totally. Of course we would. but i guess they're just trying to see if she can actually handle it i guess she's away 
she was away a couple weeks ago with a different friend, so... Like, just over the weekend. She's never been away <coughs> from them, so... Yeah. Yeah. I think they were trying to test I see it. That. They were just testing it out to see how that went. Because if she's homesick five hours, you, I'm not, we're not driving two and a half to, like... Right. So, several years ago, Dylan had a friend spend the night, right? And <laughs> this wasn't Kalispell. It was that long ago. So, probably... Yeah. 14 or 15 years ago I think he was like 7 7 or 8 and I wake up in the middle of the night and this kid's not there and I'm like what the fuck so like I'm like kind of panicking right so um, I call like his mom and she's not answering I'm like Jesus so I wake Dylan up and like I'm like hey what happened to RJ I think that was his name He's like, I don't know. (laughs) Ah, fuck. And I'm, like, freaking out. So I, like, drive over to her house, and she's like, oh, yeah, he walked home. Like, why would you not fucking call me? Like, seriously. Oh, my God. Right? And it was, like, it was, like, four blocks away at least, and it was the middle of the night. Oh, my God. I was like, what? I would have been so panicked. Oh, I was panicked. And then I was pissed. And I'm like, what? Why Why would you not call and be like, hey, did you know my... She's like, oh, he's done this before. And I'm like, okay, A, so you could have warned me, like, when you agreed to let him stay the night. B, maybe give me a heads up that he came home so that I don't wake up and think that I just, like, have to murder you so that you don't know that I lost your kid. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess my point is I can understand her family being a little bit hesitant if she's never been away. Like, they probably don't want to make that a burden on you. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she slept over, but, you know, that's one night and it's a town away. Yeah. And it was like I had to give a bunch of squeezy hugs to get her, you know, so so we'll see there's a part of me that really wants her to be able to go i think it'd be great for quinn you know i'm being an only child like my best friend i went on vacations with her she went with us yeah because we were both only children so definitely that part like there's a part of me very selfishly so the house that we rent has one air conditioner and it's in the master bedroom which is on the first floor and there's no other bedrooms on that floor it's then it's like a little living room and a kitchen the second floor has four bedrooms three bedrooms Four bedrooms. Four bedrooms, but... Five beds. Right, so they're all, like, twin beds. But there's no air conditioning up there, and Quinn won't sleep up there alone. So, it's very selfishly, and I admit that it's very selfish. Sure. I get the master air-conditioned bedroom by myself, and Dan sleeps upstairs with Quinn. And so, if her friend comes, then he'll sleep downstairs with me. I have a feeling I will, even if she comes, You'll still I have, have a sleep feeling up there. I'll still get roped yep. into having you to will. sleep up there. Because you're a good dad, and With you the do bugs. these things for her. Yes. There's these tiny little bugs. That, that fit through the screen. Fit through the screen. Yes. And I was reading. I had a light on, <laughs> so I was reading at night. And then all of a sudden, I just realized I had like a hundred little gnats flying all around me. Like, what the fuck is going on right now? Assholes. And then I couldn't sleep because they were just jumping on me and flying around on me. And you know who slept great that night? You did. Me in the air conditioning room downstairs. From then on, I couldn't turn a light on. I couldn't read. 
so selfishly, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, either way, you get to sleep in that bed, right? So who cares? Either either way, yes. But, you know, having the whole bed to myself in the air-conditioned room is kind of nice. Yes. I'm just selfish like that. So. I get it. But it'll be fun. Like, my mom's friend has a house down the road um, from where we stay. And so my mom will come up for part of the week. Um, which means we get a date night mm-hmm. on vacation, which mm-hmm. is nice. And... So it will be good. And then you are going to Six Flags and staying in a hotel with Quinn. Yeah. I'm, she roped you into that. I'm going to Six Flags. <laughs> We're at? Uh-huh. Spring, it's in Massachusetts. Okay. Do you know what Six Flags is? Yes, I know what Six Flags is. <laughs> oh, okay. I was it's like, all wait. over the country. They have Six well, Flags I didn't really, right? Yeah, I okay. actually didn't know they had them on the East Coast. I thought it was more of a Midwestern and Southern thing. No, that's everywhere. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to Six Flags for a day, and I'm going to have to ride rides. And I haven't ridden roller coasters in 20 years. Well, you can do it. Yeah, we'll see how I did that last. Year. I did that last year, and I thought I was going to handle it way worse than I did. I actually did pretty well. Okay. There you go. All right. If, you, if Jeremy can do it, yeah, then I can, too. Yeah. yeah. So, Quinn, every summer, wants... One overnight someplace with Dan and one with me. Usually we go and camping. usually they go camping. But I'm trying to find a new campgrounds, and uh, I was too late trying to do that this year, so we're just doing something different. So I got them a hotel room near Six Flags nice. so that they could just like do that, and then because it's like oh, probably an hour and a half away, over an hour. Yeah. So they'll do that, and then Quinn and I will go to Providence. Uh, two days before school starts. So we go into Providence. We stay at a hotel that's attached to like this really big mall. And she gets shoes which for school, which makes her <laughs> very happy. Nice. <laughs> so it's now apparently a tradition to go stay in this fancy hotel <laughs> in Providence right before school starts. And buy shoes. Hey, it's the little things. And buy shoes. Yep, and eat at Johnny Rockets. So <laughs> I like it. <laughs> she was like... The other day, she's like, we can go to the burger, we can go to that restaurant, right? And I had brought, we had gone to um, the Cheesecake Factory for the first time. She had been for the first time when we went last summer. So I thought she meant there. I was like, oh, the Cheesecake Factory? She's like, no, the burger place. I was like, you mean in the food court at the mall? Yeah, I was going to say, the food court? Yes. Johnny Rock? Yes. She's very excited. It's not even a restaurant. You just sit at, at the a counter. Counter. She's very excited to go to Johnny Rockets in the mall. the jankiest thing. There's one guy working the whole thing. He's working the kitchen and mm-hmm. serving it. Well, he must be working oh, it well. Gosh. He impressed one person, at least. <laughs> He's doing good. She yeah, no. Like, he, he did a good job. I thought there. she meant Cheesecake Factory. She absolutely meant Johnny Rockets in the mall. That's funny. So, I said, sure. We can go to Johnny Rockets. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Get you some Converse. Her and I saw... I have converted her into an Indiana Jones fan. Ah. Because I watched all the others with her. Well, we haven't seen Temple of Doom. But we've seen Raiders and Last Crusade and Crystal Skull. Okay. And so, so we saw Dial of Destiny in theater. And... I think she was a little bored. I think she liked it overall, but there were points where I looked over at her and she was looking like she was going to fall asleep. 
Did you like it? Yeah, it was it was fine. I liked it better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay. Yeah, that one wasn't yeah. great. Yeah. The ending got a little crazy. There, there's some crazy stuff that goes down at the end of that movie. Um, but I don't want to spoil it. Okay, yeah, I'll watch it at some point. Yeah. But I just thought it was interesting how, like, at the beginning they, they de-aged Harrison Ford. Okay. You know, yeah. for like 25 minutes or so, or 20 minutes. Um, and I will say I felt like it was actually pretty good like he as far as his how he looked was pretty good i i was able to suspend my disbelief for the most part except for when he talked or said lines like you could tell some of the things he said were recorded like they used a mix of recorded material from the old movies that just was never used yeah um it, it, either footage, but also voice recordings from the old movies that mm-hmm. were never used, and but also some of it was his current voice, and so it was like it was like hearing Bob Dylan of 2023 singing Bob Dylan songs from 1962. You know, it was like. What's going on right now? The wrong voice is coming out of this young Indiana Jones, yeah. this young Harrison Ford. Because we all know what Harrison Ford sounded like in the 80s. Sure. You know? He sounded like young Harrison Ford. Well, younger. And now he he's He sounded like Han Solo. Yeah. Right. Now he's 80-year-old Harrison Ford, and he sounds all gravelly and scratchy. Yeah. And so it was just really jarring to hear that coming out of what looked like <coughs> Harrison Ford. So maybe they. But should overall, have, the movie was fine. Maybe they should have used AI, like with his permission, right? Yeah. Like maybe there is an application for it in some situations. <clears throat> in some situations, maybe like that situation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but it was it was okay. I I I mean. If you're not a big fan of Indiana Jones, I, I don't recommend going to see, to see it. I think there's better movies to spend your money on this summer. Sure. So. Yeah, I probably won't go to the theater, but I'll watch it when it comes out. Right. It'll, it'll come to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> you're not wrong, Daniel. Yep. Yeah, we... we uh, it's not Disney Plus, but Hulu was getting a lot of play from us because our child is obsessed with Full House. Yeah, that's what Daniel told me. <laughs> so, the original, the OG. Yes. And I'll be, like, in the kitchen cooking, and she's, you know, watching it, and, like, guttural laughs, like, just yeah. belly cracking up comes from the den, and I'm just like, so I'm like, what happens? And she's like, so Uncle Jesse, blah, 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 and she's like, but I've never heard her laugh so much in watching something she just and she very much relates to stephanie tanner so so we're in trouble so we're in trouble yeah Yeah. i kind of guessed that when me and daniel were talking about it i said yeah you did say that but it was so right i said who was your favorite she said stephanie i was like "Mm -hmm." today she was like 
time. So rude. And just like, yeah. I was like, you sound just like it. She goes, I've been practicing. Nice. Said, oh, great. <laughs> she laughs more at Full House than Fuller House. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She does. Well, it is a funnier show. I still laugh at it sometimes. It's funny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then the other show Quinn and I have watched together. I mean, you've watched it because you're here. Not, I think, by choice. But uh, is claim yeah. to fame. So Kevin Jonas and Frankie Jonas are hosting this show, Claim to Fame. I don't know if you heard of it. No. Um, he probably hasn't. And so it's basically uh, relatives of celebrities go on this, sh- this show. And they have to try to make it to the end without people guessing who they're related to. And then they can win $100,000. And oh. so there's challenges and there's clues and all that stuff. At the end of every week, so, somebody gets somebody, sent home. Uh, somebody goes up and has to guess somebody else's celebrity connection, and if they guess wrong, they get sent home. And if they get guess right, then that person who whose connection reveals who their connection is. Revealed, they, they that sounds reveal. kind of interesting. So. It is. Quinn likes it because of the Jonas, Jonas <laughs> Brothers. The Jonas Brothers. But it's funny. She's watching it. She has no clue who any of these people, the celebrities are that these people yeah, are related right. to. No. She has no idea. But she, like, watching her watch the gameplay and make comments about just how people are playing the game and how they're interacting with each other is kind of funny. Yeah, we're really her, raising your right, right now, baby. we really are. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yes. Really raising her... Right. Well, I but I also think that she likes it so much because it means that we will sit down and watch something with her, and she just has time with us, like focused on <clears> that, <throat> just sitting and being with her and watching it. Yeah, that's the true gift. I think that's really why she likes it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I bought her a CD player at a tag sale. Oh, yeah. It's a fucking tag sale. Okay, at a yard sale. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jeremy, I'm from the state. I grew up in the state over, and we didn't call them tag sales either. They were yard sales or garage sales. Okay, good. We never good. called them tag sales. Thank you. So it, this must be the <clears throat> Jones thing. Gotcha. Connecticut, we talk, call them tag sales. Okay. Yeah. Well. So you bought her a CD player. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And dug out... A few of our old CDs, but not just a, one little sleeve that only has like six or seven CDs on it. And she loves it. She, I think she loves just having her own little thing. Being she, able to put the music on that she chooses to at the moment. Not that maybe she wants, but that, you know, it's not like a radio. That's what she's got. Yeah. Yeah. But I did buy her the newest Jonas Brothers CD this weekend. They still make CDs? Yeah, wow. I found it at Walmart. They wow. still make CDs. So, but here's the best part of the sleeve of the CDs that we found. Yeah. <laughs> so, one CD is a CD that Dan made for me. It's like Dan's music for me. Like you. And one CD is a CD that I made for Dan. Okay. Now the differences in these CDs are: my CD was very thoughtful. Of every song has like meaning and makes me think of Dan and like our relationship and you know and Dan CD to me is just a bunch of songs that he likes no. a bunch of radio a bunch of radiohead 
<laughs> no. Yes. A bunch of songs that I like that I thought you would like. Right, but he didn't explain that. So when he was gifting to me, these to me on iTunes, so that's how long ago it was. You were gifting to them to me on iTunes. That's how it happened. Yeah, okay. and then we burnt a CD of it. He gifts me. <laughs> we were going to be friends by the white stripes. And I had nice. a breakdown. I thought he was breaking up with me because he nice. just wanted to be friends. <laughs> like, cause, Because in my mind, these should be songs that are mean something or make him think of me. And I'm like, he just wants to be friends with me. That's just I the difference Louis- between us. He's I was a, in Louisiana. I was crying. <laughs> he's a millennial. He's, he's not like us Gen Xers. He didn't grow up having to make mixtapes out of cassettes off radio stations. Right? Right? Yes. Yes. Uh, I did that. <laughs> Off our radio station? Yes, well, off our radio station. then you didn't do a very good job because you suck at making CDs, Daniel. I just didn't... It, it's not... I, <laughs> it should have been full of John Mayer songs. Instead, you put Radiohead... I wasn't Don't trying to be... Creep. I wasn't trying to be sentimental. I was a, I'm, I'm a nerd who likes to force my tastes on those around me. But that's not that's what... That's all I was that's doing. That's not what mixtapes are, Daniel. It's about being yes, sentimental. No, that's no. You make a no. tape of songs you think the other person would like. No, no. You make a tape of songs of, the, of songs that make you think of that other person. Yes, well, that's not what this was. No, it wasn't. Nope, <laughs> and it wasn't explained to me. Yeah, either. nobody's disputing that, Daniel. That is certainly not what that was. <laughs> so Quinn's like listening to them, and mine, of course, does have like four John Mayer songs in a row. She's like, "There's lots of John Mayer on this one, mommy." <laughs> Like, yeah. Yeah, what else is on that one that our kid so, listens to? Oh, God. Here's what I'm going to do. For your 10-year anniversary, yeah. I'm going to make you a mixtape that Daniel should have made you, Coley. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, give it to, and give it to Daniel to give to you. You want me to just give you our uh, the DJ's number so you can tell him what to play at our party? <clears throat> no. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're you know better than at this point you know better than I do, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Because you love you love her more than songs can say. That's right. Aww. Exactly. Aw, see he he pays more he attention does. to us than I do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> that's the whole that's the whole point. <laughs> we went to the uh venue last week for the party to like sort of get some stuff going because it's a year away and we're there (laughs) and we're up in a room that's closed and it's upstairs and it's where we're having the party and we hear like footsteps and I hear this voice and I was like oh my god that's my old CEO of like the company that I left in November and I'm like okay and she's like we we were told we could get changed up here and our event planner was like yep that's fine and then all of a sudden she opens another door and I'm not even joking, at least 20 people that I used to work with come flying into the room. It was <laughs> like was a like, nightmare. It was horrible. It was so awkward. Oh, wow. And I was like, I used to work with all these people. And like, you know, it was not a great year. And, you know, I didn't leave on bad terms, but it was not great terms either. Like, sure. It was, it was a peace out. And they were, you know. Yeah. They were like- I did my due diligence. I didn't just walk out. But, you know, it was happy to leave. And so she's like, we can go in the other room. And I'm walking by and like this 
the head of security who I used to do like verbal de-escalation training with, he was my partner. He's like, "Hey, how's it going?" I'm like, "Hi." No, they just like <laughs> head down, like running past him. It's like this is so uncomfortable. And she was so funny about it, though. Emily, the event planner, was like, "We'll we'll bring you out front so you don't have to see anybody because they're having a retirement party." I said, okay. So she brings it out front, and who walks behind my back but my old boss out the front of the building? Nice. <laughs> it was just like, oh, my God. It was very awkward. It sounds like it, yeah. So I was like, can we get a discount? Because <laughs> that was very awkward. But she said no. No, no discount? <laughs> no, I didn't actually ask her. But Yes. But we've talked to the DJ and a photographer. And we're working on hotel rooms. Wow, you've been busy. Save the dates are coming this weekend. Woohoo! We're gonna. We were thinking of giving people Uber gift cards to get yes, from like the airport to the party. You mean? Yeah, to get from like the hotel to the party. Hotel the, to the party. Oh yeah, yeah, whatever. Back to the hotel. That's a good idea. Whatever. So instead of Inst- like favors that people are gonna throw out, or instead of a shuttle. Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. So. Cool. So, yes, we'll have to. We'll get you an Uber gift card from our house. <laughs> if you, you know, we want you to be there. So I'll figure a way. I know. You I do? know. Well, I do because she's got to get her mixtape. Me, right, I have right. to get my mix right. CD for the anniversary party. True. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. So. I don't even know when the last time I saw a computer that had a disk drive in it was. Yeah. Good no, question. ours don't now, but ours, mine did when we met. Yeah, yeah, I think my last laptop did, but. But even at that time, when you had that, I remember thinking, you still have a disk drive in your computer? Even at that time. At that time, it was a free laptop that my expensive private college gave me for nursing school so i was just going to use what they gave me gotcha <laughs> i mean i had had it like five years at that point but still they had a video game program too and i know they now did they closed down they huh? did yeah, hmm. yeah that's too bad. my college closed. closed the whole the whole college <laughs> closed records what was that Bertrand? the whole college closed down yeah oh mm-hmm yeah, I went to Becker College in Worcester. It was a private college. When they closed, uh, they said due to COVID. Wow. What happens to your records? So I have a copy of my official transcript. So that's, that's all you have? That's all I have. Nothing about your grades or any of that? Well, your, my grades are on my transcript. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is so weird. I, I was thinking diploma, but your transcript, I gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but if you ever had to get another copy, I suppose you wouldn't be able to. What if somebody wants to verify it? You just make a copy. What? Yeah. So, I mean, I have a paper copy, and then I have a copy on, um, like, a drive that I have on my phone. Yeah. But don't... I think it's, like, genius, I think it's like genius scan or something. Don't like sometimes, like, potential employers call and verify with the school to make sure you didn't just print off a... Yeah, so... Right. The company that I'm at now needed that, and I just had to provide my... Because there's there's unofficial transcripts and then official ones, mm-hmm. and because I have an official one, they'll take that. Okay. Like, if I only, if I hadn't gotten the official one, they wouldn't take, like, an unofficial. 
So I just had to prove it to them because I said my the college closed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what can you do? <laughs> but this is this is what I have. But soon, so like I'm in school, I'm in college again. So soon with this degree, that will that would just be my transcript that was used yeah. throughout the college that closed. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. But yeah, they did. They had a video game uh, program. They did. I remember looking so, into so it. Talking to them at PAX. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. It was, that was a big program. The nursing program and that program were probably the biggest at the school. Yeah. So. That's too bad. That is too bad. But. All right. All we right. should wrap it up. I suppose I should go to bed. Me too. Nah, I'm going out. All right. You're, you're going out? Yep. <laughs> it's like 10 o'clock there <laughs> what's wrong with you <laughs> I'm, already, I'm already in my pajamas I'm oh, nice. not going anywhere you know, <clears throat> now is the time that I should go for a run okay because my c- company is doing a 5k at the end of the month Okay. And in I like was, two uh, weeks Yeah. listen I can do this shit okay and I was like I, I used to run 16 miles in one day and I used to run like 6 or 7 miles a day in high school I can run 3 miles no problem you know I used to run a 17 and a half minute 5k Uh in high school I can run 3 miles Uh no problem yeah Yeah, that's what you just said (laughs) (laughs) but but I do need to, like, run a little bit before this race if I actually want to do it. Yeah. So I've, I've said to Coley, I was like, <laughs> I'll start I'll start getting up at... Well, she told me I should start getting up at 5 in the morning to start to run before I wake up and then shower and then get on with my day. Because it's hot out and he wants to run without Quinn. So but the only she, ways to do those two things is she, first thing no, in the morning. You could do it right now at 10 and 10 Okay, o'clock go at for night. it. She makes me stay up watching Wait, The Idol <laughs> and Succession and all this other shit till like 11.30 and then I go to bed and I'm too tired to wake up at 5. Mm-hmm. I need that extra 45 minutes. I like how I'm the scapegoat Yep. for you not running. I blame you. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you, you you better get a couple practice runs in before you just show up and make an ass out of yourself at this company 5K, Daniel. Yeah, I know. All right, I'm going to go right now. All right. All right. All right. Well, have fun. Can you put, like, a locator on your phone or something so when you, like, pass out in the middle of Willimantic, I know where to come get you? <laughs> are you going to run all 5K tonight, or are you just going to pace yourself and do, like, a mile? I'll probably just do like a mile. There's a there's a two mile loop. It's like a figure eight I can do around our neighborhood. Okay. I could do that. Alright. Well, one and a half, I think, actually. One and a half. Okay, I'll I'll check in with you tomorrow and make sure you're still alive. Alright, sounds good. You do that. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Alright. You kids have thank fun. Thank you for thank you for joining us tonight. No, thank you episode, for having me, helping me, uh, having me, 
and letting me make your episode better. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, thank you. I don't That's know what you, you I don't know if you did Quinn. this time. I think, I think you messed it all up, actually. Did I? Yeah. My streak is over? Yeah. I was only good with The Last of Us? That's right. Hmm. Okay. We'll yeah. see. Good to Sorry. know. Sorry. Sorry. It's all helter And thank you, Jeremy, for joining me tonight. Okay. <laughs> only joining you. Thank you for only joining Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, good listeners, for listening to Of Course We Have a Podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you again next week. Bye. 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 Have fun on your run. Yeah, you weirdo. <laughs> um.